Tomy obsession. Yeah, like the perfume. Oh, oh my god! I didn't even realize that. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh my god! I'm so excited to talk to you too. You're like you're so cool and hot and amazing. Like you're my hero. Oh, I think you're making such cool stuff right now. And like, let's make cool stuff together. (laughs) After this whole pandemic, yes. So. I'm just so excited to talk to you because like you're making such cool underground stuff right now that looks so unique compared to so much of like porn that's being made which now which is so crazy because there's thousands upon thousands of girls making content right now and you're like taking yeah. like anarchist punk stuff like black metal aesthetics and yeah. then like putting it through like an e-girl like alternative film filter it's like the coolest shit. How did K-Holing, you get started? Doing an Edie Cedric impression, <laughs> but make it porn. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, well, like, how did I got started? I, I come from uh, being a full-service sex worker first. And You're in Canada, like, right? Yeah, so it's legal. I'm free to say it. I declare it on my taxes. My parents know it's not a big deal. I can talk mm-hmm. about it. Um. So yeah, like that, that's kind of how I started. Although even with that, like I started off in Montreal making like weird or cuddle up is even a thing. Um, and did that is to like put a little toe in. I'll be like, I'm wearing PJs, you're wearing PJs, we can spoon. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about out. those. Yeah, that was, a, a, yeah, that was me testing it out and then like I started working for like the worst agency ever working out of this like sleazy apartment and it was one of those things where like they just post ads of random hot girls that aren't (laughs) me at all and then they just expect men to be horny enough when they show up to just like follow through with it which is just so (laughs) uncomfortable for me because like I have a like a, people who want to see me, but I'm also kind of niche and I'm kind of like alternative and like like I'm like a chubby like five foot ten goth girl at the time. I had like wow, you're hair. five foot ten. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize I'm only five six. Wow. Put a pair of heels on you and we can do that. You know the picture. Yeah, you know, definitely. <laughs> I'm like wow. <laughs> It's so weird through sex work is that you see people and you're like, oh, I just assumed they're a certain height. I just assumed you're like five two for some reason. I have no idea why. That's cute. I, it's it's because I'm a, like a subby. People like mm. have this weird tall girl dom, subby girl short, and I'm like, you know, you you can still beat me up even though I'm a foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyways, like they, they would just like show up and it was so awkward. And this was again, like my first time doing full service, like literally my first client ever, I wore my fucking pleasers throughout the entire appointment and I yeah. cut him open. Like he didn't, <laughs> he didn't notice until he left. I was like, just try, like, but he like kind of cut and he's like, I'm like, how's he going to explain that? <laughs> um, but anyways, so that's, I started doing that. Whew, how long ago was that? probably like a decade ago no no like six years ago or something okay. like that how old were you when you started oh is this can you still hear me because like yeah my, my headphones keep like 
Yeah, I can still hear you. Yeah, it's fine this way even. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. Like we have good Wi-Fi, yep. so it's picking okay, up. Cool. I think it should be okay. Um. Yeah, so I, I I did that, and then it was just like a bad experience. So I kind of didn't do it, and like I got like thrown out of my house because I was like depressed, and I was I was living with all these like trans punk queers in like a communal punk house, but they're like you're fake depressed, fake gay, and <laughs> a sex worker for clout, and you're oh so God. annoying. <laughs> Six years later, I'm still a fucking hooker. So fuck you. Um, that sounds like such a thing that would happen in one of those houses where you're like, we're yeah. all best friends. We're all coming from the same place. And then like a year later, everyone's like, no, yeah, you're fake. Like, yeah. They're, yeah. They're like, you're sick. You're like, you're like a stupid baby. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and then... I was like completely out of sex work for many years because I was dating a terrible person um, who would not have been cool with that. And then I had to flee them and moved to BC. And I just gravitate towards hookers because they're just better than other people. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like not all hookers are cool, but they're automatically a bit cooler because they're yeah you know the real shit yeah yeah um and yeah I Vancouver where I ended up was is like a good place to do escorting like you can get deposits the rates are pretty good like especially once you're established um and I got a job doing support work for street-based sex workers with like a nonprofit, which is really cool like getting to Amazing. do like, frontline work and like I got to be like in a van riding around from like 10 p.m till 6 a.m handing out condoms and like needles and that kind of stuff but also like I would pick through donations and be like oh I know like a specific goth girl who would love this outfit and so like I would see these <laughs> girls they'd be all sad in the middle of the night people would be mean to them and I'd be like girl I have a surprise for you <laughs> and then we'd play dress up and they'd like feel better and it was great yeah. um so are so you I French only... Canadian are you from no Montreal originally no I, I'm from BC but I, I've okay. lived most of my adult life well like I was here for like seven-ish years and then I was okay. in Vancouver for the last four years and just moved back July to Montreal oh, nice. um but oh yeah so like porn I was like never like a huge consumer of porn I used off to a lot of uh movies like weird movies like like what movies? new French extremity like ma mère or like uh, Henry and June, I was very into Anais Min mm-hmm. from a very young age. Um, some like dark shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that, may, that, that adds up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, and I've always been more of like a, like a film nerd, like a cinephile who's like really into like those kind of aesthetics and then like an artist doing mm-hmm. like, like weird, crazy makeup and like styling for photo shoots. So like I come from like a nerdy artist fashion-y place and then I 
like maybe you can do porn and I guess like the sex work gave me like more confidence about like being a hot girl I never really thought myself as that yeah for sure um, I can feel that yeah so I, I started off just doing really like basic shit on like snapchat just like like grainy phone like one take no editing like blah 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 um because that's what I thought like people wanted and they still do honestly but uh, (laughs) but uh when like the pandemic hit I was like less comfortable like seeing people in person Mm -hmm. and I also got like was like so isolated because I was working with extremely at-risk communities and I didn't want to risk like passing on COVID to like an indigenous elder who survived Picton. So yeah. like uh I kind of got trapped in my own little crazy brain alone and then I just started getting really weird and like my personality started leaking into my porn and at first I was kind of like nervous about it like I I didn't think anyone would be into it I they'd just be like show hole um uh, but yeah people were into it so like I I was like into rabies and like weird rabies porn it's so cool it's like (laughs) I mean like even though you're doing it like very like DIY and you're like I'm doing it the first take and everything it's just your whole aesthetic oh it's all right thank you yeah, like your whole aesthetic though carries that through. You can even just post whole and like yeah. everyone knows who it is. I try. Like there's no one in porn who really has that. Like Yeah, well like I like there's so much creativity with porn and like people have like these themes and they go all out and they put so much effort and I also like appreciate like the pure porn aesthetic, like classic porn aesthetics mm-hmm. is their own like thing that's really cool. But I I have a hard time fitting into that box. So I just kind of like make myself into it by like dressing in a way that's fun for me or adding some weird theme. And like, also just like not, like I've literally never shot with another's like porn industry person. I like used to, sometimes do uh I would let like tricks in sessions film me for free if I could post it like usually Mm -hmm. I'd have to put out their faces or whatever so that's where like any of my boy girl content is either from like hookups or like clients and then OnlyFans was like you can't do that so now I have (laughs) none on there because I you can't get a trick to sign a fucking model release form. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a hard one to do. Be like, oh yeah, yeah, we're just gonna use you. And they're like, no. No. My they, life like, is gonna be ruined. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. <laughs> um, so I, I had to get creative because just like being in underwear and jerking off, it's just not like, it. I'm not excited to make that. Like, mm-hmm. not that I don't think it's, good porn it's just like to make it fun for myself I have to like make it about like something something fun for me so like like I did like moth girl porn where I'm like flirting with a light ball (laughs) that was so cool like when I saw that I'm just like damn this girl's on like some totally other stuff (laughs) like you don't like the only company like I can really compare with the stuff you're doing to um is you know four chambered 
Yes. Like I, I feel like I definitely follow them on Twitter and like I can see an image of them, but like what kind of stuff do they make? I can't remember. So they do this like really weird, like arty version of porn. So like the I did a scene with them that just looks like a nine inch nails music video essentially, but it's porn. Hot. Yeah. And like all their stuff is like very specifically themed. They have like one that's all about like botany and stuff. And that's like, very cool. Like I feel like you're you have like very high concepts, even if you're just doing a DIY on your own and not even being connected yeah. to the rest of the quarantine. That's kind of why I wanted to talk to you because like I feel like you're doing something so creative, almost separate from the industry. Thank you. Yeah, I I definitely feel like I'm just like a weird kid doing my weird thing in the corner but like like I especially I've been really struggling with my mental health the last couple months and I've been super unproductive so I'm like down to like fucking like 66 followers on like or subscribers on OnlyFans and like making Mm. fucking no money but um I still have people who are like loyal and they're like I appreciate what you do and like whatever um but yeah I don't know I definitely don't feel like I'm part of the club but that being said like I've built some nice relationships with like performers um like on Twitter and like whatever and like it makes me feel really good about myself that people that I like really respect in the industry who are like very much established doing like legit stuff like gas me up and they're like excited about my stuff and like people like I don't know like uh goth charlotte or uh slut suck a or like <laughs> you know, like people who are like mainstream popular but they, mm-hmm. they fuck with me and they're also just like sweet and cool and I like flirting with hot people on twitter so like I think people can see that you're doing something unique and I think there's just so many times in porn now there's just so many people making it. There's very few mm-hmm. people that you see their porn and you're immediately like, oh, that's them. You know, like yeah. it's a really special thing that you're doing. Was there like any other like porn performers that you saw before you that influenced you to want to make this sort of stuff? Goth Charlotte for sure. Um, I actually like know her from like early like weird Facebook if anyone knows what weird Facebook is (laughs) I I hope you're in therapy now um we were like friends on this like weird Facebook subculture thing and like back when you could have like nudes groups on Facebook and I was like definitely yeah yeah like before she even started porn I was just like in love with her she would like post pictures of her with her tarantulas and doing um taxidermy and then have like cute selfies of her like fisting her own ass and I'm just like you're so cool (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like I I didn't really know like names of many porn stars before I kind of went into the industry got on like like uh porn twitter and started like meeting all these people and seeing all these cool things and like becoming inspired by them um but yeah I really just like started very much like ignorant (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool though yeah I feel like I knew Gosh Charlotte like I think we were Facebook friends for quite a while I think we both 
were either God's girls at the same time or worked at the armory at the same time or something. I knew there yeah. was some sort of crossover. All I remember is we're both like, fuck yeah, Sasha Gray. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, this girl's cool. Okay, That's- yeah, no, I, I, I love Sasha Gray and like Stoya. Like, yeah. Fuck that man, but like Stoya. Yeah, 100%. Um, like the ones that kind of had more like crossover. Yeah. Thing, like, I, I liked them. Like, I like hot girls. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I think both of them are still just, like, doing such interesting stuff, like, stories, like, occasionally writing books and hosts, like, a book club in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And then Sasha Gray. Have you followed her post-porn? She was in, like, a movie. And she's I, now... I... She just, like, does Twitch and, like, does the most wholesome Twitch videos now. It is on oh, that yeah. all the time. It's really adorable. Yeah, she's definitely, like, a rock star. Yeah, she's, yeah, I'm, like, such a super fan still that I'm just, like, have multiple Sasha Gray t-shirts, all the things, yeah. Another one that I, like, before I was, like, more in the community of, like, Natalie Mars. Okay. I love her. Like, I don't know her at all, but, like, she was one that I'm, like, you're so pretty and cool and you're doing (laughs) Stuff and I want to do stuff like that. I have some drama with her, but I'm not going to get into that right now because I don't want to do that on the podcast. That's fine. I, I literally like know nothing about her as a person, just as like, uh, uh, like you're hot. <laughs> just some different political beliefs. That's that's mostly it. I don't really know much about her as a person, but some of her political beliefs, I was like, oh wow, I really take some issues with that. But I think yeah, that's porn and it's a really large industry. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and like there's so, people there's so many different kinds of people in sex work mm-hmm. although it's always really disturbing when you see the like like mega porn girls I'm like the cognitive dissonance you must feel like I don't get it like what mega porn girls like mega like make America great again oh yeah 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 yeah, that's the thing. Um, like Republican porn stars is just weird. I really think it's just a hustle. I really think it is for most of them. I think they're mostly just being like, oh yeah, this is my audience now. I don't know. I think most of yeah, them are grifter, grifting. It's so easy to be a right-wing grifter. Like, why doesn't the left support our grifters? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I guess we kind of do. I don't know who the equivalent is on the left of that. It's just really like Republicans will just be like, there's a black person who's saying the racist things I like. Shit, Let's we, put her on Fox News. Yeah, we need to give her a TV deal. Get her on yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> um ah. so all your scenes are like fairly high concept, I feel like. How do you usually come up with them or does it just kind of happen organically? I feel like it happens organically. Like there's often like a starting point, like I'll have like an outfit or something to like start off with. And then I'll be like, okay, well, like how do I go from here? Or like with the rabies thing, I'm just like weirdly into that. But like it, it started off as a joke, but then like, you know, when you joke about for something too yeah. long and it was kind of serious. So I'm like, obviously I'm not really trying to get rabies. But conceptually, it's now hot. But also, like, I feel like your stuff almost has an element of black metal to it in a way because it's so almost sensationalist in a way where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm interviewing this girl. Her, like, pussy's, like, covered in tattoos. She doesn't have a belly button. And people are like, what? (laughs) 
how it is just like that you yeah, have that level never, of it even if it's just a whole shot you'll never mistake me for anybody else <laughs> and that you like are like oh yeah I don't really want to get rabies but like I like the like that's so I just feel like that totally fits into like the realm of black metal where I've, it's... I've also done like porn and corpse paint I'm really good at corpse paint I like to like uh my favorite black metal font is um the Dark Throne. Oh yeah, I saw song. you wearing a Dark Throne shirt. I'm like, oh damn, she knows. <laughs> you know the shit. Or stole it from an ex. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love the black metal font, and like I, I, I used to do a lot of drawing, a lot of like visual art stuff, and so like I'll just I'll write my name like Tony across my mm-hmm. face in like black metal font, and I think that's really fun. it's so cool it's yeah I used to play in black metal bands in like high school and a little bit after so seeing other people use those aesthetics in porn and like not do it like I think black metal can come across so cheesy because people don't put like the artistic value into it but that you are and it's not just like oh yeah I'm just wearing random corpse paint like you actually understand where it's coming from and like how to make it a thing like that's so badass Um, like I definitely am more metal than I am educated about metal music. Like I have my favorite bands. Like I love like Wolves in the Throne Room okay. or like whatever, but like- uh, Have you ever been to their restaurant? A restaurant? They, no. have a, they have a diner in um, Olympia, Washington, or they did, because that's where they're that's from. Not too, well, yeah. Yeah, it's a train gonna, ride that's not from too far BC. From me, but I, I forget where I live. I'm not in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> a really pretty train ride. I don't know if you ever took that train down to Seattle from BC before. No, I I'm afraid to do that because uh, I was bought a ticket on the train from Montreal to New York for New York Fashion Week, and uh, they like dragged me. Well, not drag like I wasn't resisting, but they. Yeah took me off of the train, did like a cavity search, took me oh to a whole cell, like the whole shebang, made me pay for my own fucking Greyhound ticket back, which I was like, I don't have any money, like fuck off. Um, oh, so I'm afraid so of taking up. trains to the States now. Like that border crossing is a big fear for me. I successfully went to LA once since then, but it helped that um, I had a job I wasn't on welfare and I could say I'm a social worker and then like they're like oh okay you um and we're I was not the it. only person in the store in on this podcast who had like customs issues so I feel like that's just kind of a normal thing for sex workers I guess so and I, I avoided I bringing like the pleasers or anything that was super obviously sex worky even though like I wasn't going there to do sex work I was going there to party but like they went through my underwear and they're like your clothes are promiscuous I'm like clothes oh my god promiscuous clothes don't have sex and that's Damn. my underwear <laughs> fuck the United States just like fuck this that's so fucked up like the only example I had of that is I was going through um like airport security in Paris and I had a butt plug and they didn't speak English. So I had to like, with my hands, ex- explain what a butt plug is. Uh, okay. It was like, it <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be like, do hand I'm, motions see, to explain they, it. They didn't give you shit about that. Cause I just had like a weird keychain that my friend made. That was like this kind of like drippy string that made out of like pink foam. Like it was just like mm. a weird little dangle dangle. But they like we're looking at it for a really long time and they're like, is this a sex toy? I'm like, 
how could it be? <laughs> I mean, everything kind of could be, I guess. <laughs> but it was like, like a, like a, like a pool noodle the size of a chopstick. <laughs> like it was, it would be a very bad sex toy. Yeah, I just the I just feel like the whole United States border is always such a clusterfuck and even as someone with American citizenship going through it I'm just like every time I'm like what are you gonna do take my citizenship away like why do I have to go through all this bullshit so and like I'm so torn about it because like on one hand like there's so many reasons I'm grateful to be Canadian instead of American because there's like good stuff about it but also like there's not a lot of variety within Canada as far as like, uh, like cultural little bit, but like weather, no. Like in the states, it's like you got desert, you got snow, you get all of it. Like if if you don't like where you're living, you can move somewhere that's dramatically different in culture and like everything. And in Canada, it's just like you have six cities, yeah. Like, like the only real outliers like Quebec, it's like, oh, you parlez français. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that's, that's the real difference. As soon as you cross over um like the river from um Ottawa over, it's like yeah. everything is just French and you're just like, oh, okay, I'm in a different country. Yeah. Where it's the hell crazy. am I? It's yeah, especially um I lived in Ottawa briefly and it's like okay. Gatineau's right there too. Yeah, that's um, where I've been before. And like people would expect maybe, you know, like a lot of people in Ottawa would also speak French or like sure. a lot of people in Gatineau, since it's like right there would also speak English, but it's like, no. Like Montreal, there's a lot more bilingual people than I think anywhere else in Canada. Like as far as like French, English, like obviously there's a lot of like immigrant families and people from other places mm-hmm. who speak more than one language. But um, most people in Canada, it's like, you speak like one or the other yeah Ottawa is one of the few places I've been where it's like literally everyone's bilingual and everywhere you go they ask you everything in French and English and it's just like Mm -hmm. oh that was my experience as a kid I'm um originally from this small town in Michigan named Holland and all my vacations as a kid were always in Canada (laughs) yeah yeah it's this weird little city that's like a mini Netherlands that's in the Midwest yeah it's like super strange yeah, it's like two hours north of Chicago. We have windmills. We have everyone's Dutch there. We have all this shit. So it's so bizarre. Um, I, think that, I would think maybe like Minnesota. I feel like if I was to guess a Dutchy American place, I would guess that. But I don't even know what that's based on. <laughs> I mean, it sounds about right. But right? yeah, so all my vacations as a kid were all through like Ontario and Quebec and stuff. So that's kind of all my most of my experiences with Canada I've been to BC a few times but that's about yeah, it well it's terrible but beautiful I feel like um, Toronto is just the Canadian New York where it's like oh okay I, I get what it's going for kind of but it's like only like Manhattan yeah and it's cleaner there's no Brooklyn or like I don't know there's a lot of like cool places that are very different in New York I've never been to New York but just like from my culture knowledge my my uh family's actually from there like my dad was born there 
oh, my really? grandpa's side, they're like New York Jews who used to like party at Studio 54 and like do a anthem and like hated the Beatles because they were born heroin addicts who beat their wives. That's an exact <laughs> quote from my grandpa. Wow. When I was 12. That, that type, that type. Okay. <laughs> but You're he, not uh, wrong, but yeah. Yeah, I'm like, hey, thanks, Grandpa. Uh, but they moved to LA in like the 60s because they're like hippies. And then mm-hmm. he was like a writer for um, Dynasty. And like later I found oh, out wow. a porn producer. Um, Wait, so you have porn in your family. Okay, yeah. you're, you're not the first one of that either on this show. Yeah, yeah it was really it's weird cute. how that time, happens. It, yeah, my family's really cool. They're all like, like my grandma's fully a witch and like they're all very, like I'm not the black sheep of the family. We're all hmm. like mentally ill punks. Like, <laughs> um, but like there was a nice little moment where I feel like it was like my grandma's subtle way of like approving of my work without having to have an awkward convo she was telling me about how she was in a like a softcore porn about like lesbian bank robbers and we like found like the poster for it like oh my god that's so funny yeah I I like my family yeah (laughs) we're all really bad at talking to each other ever but That's a real thing I really love about this whole show I've been doing is you hear so many people like most sex workers have a pretty good relationship with their family. Like my family's really come around in the last year or so. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, we see what you're doing. It's not just like being a random slut everywhere. Yeah. I feel like that's a more of a stereotype than a truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, for sure. My family definitely like would rather me not do in-person work just because there's a lot more risk involved and like they worry about me but it's not from a place of like disapproval just of Mm -hmm. like a like men are bad (laughs) yeah that's so real and actually true yeah so obviously you've shot a lot of stuff on your own what do you want to do if you're able to travel and hopefully covid goes away in the next year like what's your dream scene like what ideally would you love to do um well i uh i i I was talking this week with uh charlotte sart because i knew she'd fuck with some of my weird shit i'm like can you make (laughs) begotten porn with me and she's like yes i can yes let's i'm like yes let's do it and i was also talking about like geiger porn um and like it's really hard being a one-woman production company yeah and like having to learn like all of the jobs and um have zero resources zero budget (laughs) like uh and I've never worked with other like real performers and like I I want to I don't want to be just like the weird kid in the corner like I also want to have like cool sex with cool people like yeah yeah it's like the fun part about porn you've like done all the hard work on your own I feel like yeah and I'm like I'm such a like fuck doll service bottom that like getting enthused to fuck myself requires a, like work <laughs> like that's yeah. why I do all this crazy concept to make it fun <laughs> for myself because otherwise I'm just like 
Um, so yeah, I'd really like to work with other people. I'd love to be like hired by someone one day. That would be cool. Um, or like given a budget or like something. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of people I've talked to who are down to collab with me and I really want to work with them. I'm just like trapped in fucking Canada being poor. That, I mean, it's also like, even if that say you have $10,000 to shoot something right now, most people mm-hmm. can't shoot right now because of the pandemic. I feel like, like yeah. this whole industry feels like it's at such a weird pause where like even That's myself. It's a great time to get a BBL. What's that? That's the other thing I really want. Uh, I just really want to be. Oh, Brazilian butt lift. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It took me a second. And then like the Cardi B <laughs> knowledge went in my head. I was like, oh yeah, I do know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm obsessed with it. I just, I love like body mods and plastic surgery. And like, I like thinking of my body and my image as like an ongoing art project that I get to like keep. And um, yeah, like it comes from a place of like ownership and bimbification. And like, obviously I have um, like anxiety about my body and like my, like everyone does and like mm-hmm. things that I'm self-conscious about. But like, I know people find me hot now, but I wanna be like supernaturally hot. I think you're like getting there. Like, I feel like your body is just so instantly recognizable and different. Like, do you just want to continue doing that? I want want (laughs) ass and like a little waist. I'm very like, like hog body on lock, but like, Mm. it's cute. I know my angles. Like, that's the other thing I'm nervous about shooting with other people because like, when I like shoot, I spend so much time setting up shots and angles so I like what I'm seeing on camera because I have like my own insecurities and stuff. So like if I've done a hot scene but the whole time, <laughs> like a double chin, yeah, double I'm like, chin oh, thing. well, now I have to either not use it or like zoom in or like whatever. So it's like scary to think of like people who don't know my angles shooting me. Yeah, that's definitely a real thing where when you look at some of your porn back, you're like, what the fuck is this? I'm so not happy with this, but I feel like that's, a little bit part of this industry also I think it's an important thing to remember someone told me this you don't actually see yourself if it's less than six months old any photos because you're seeing all your insecurities and all your bullshit that you're putting on your current self so true so true there's so many times where like I've gotten all dolled up and started shooting and then like I take a couple pictures or take like you know like four minutes of video and then I look at it and I'm like this is fucking disgusting (laughs) hate it and so then I give up and then like later I look back and I'm like oh that was really good why did I stop and then I'll like post them and I'll be like oh this is now my favorite picture of me but I literally cried after I took it but I mean I feel like that's a creative process especially when you're doing it alone because it's all on you like you can work on something for so long and be like I absolutely fucking hate this and then it could get nominated for an award or some shit and you're just like okay that's great. One day. It's just the, one day. You will. I have Nominate me for something, audience. <laughs> yeah. Ne- next year, plenty yeah. of events coming up, plenty True. of award shows trying to make their money back. 
I've been to the alt porn awards. That's what, that's the only time I actually met Charlotte and mm. a, some other people like Lydia Black as also a babe. And like, oh, nice. And there's some people who like, I no longer think are cool because I've learned more about them. <laughs> but like, it was just so crazy being in a room with so many people I've jerked off to. That yeah, it's a, a big deal. Experience. Yeah, when you first I, go to your first industry event, you're like, oh my God, this is this person. I was wearing a giant black hoodie and just like. <laughs> the, the first time I met Stoya, she was like, oh, hi, Chelsea. And I like had to walk out of the room. I'm like, you shouldn't know who I am. I'm yes. still like that. Every time I get a message from her, I'm still 100% fangirl. I'm just like, she typed this Valid. with fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like I feel like that about you though. Like when you acknowledge me or like Lydia or like there's all these people that I think of as like like there's there's celebrities in my head. And then they'll be like commenting cute things and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's the beauty of porn because our turnover is so fast. So you can be like super inspired by someone and they've been in the industry for two years, you know, or three years where like there can be this whole turnover like I had that at my third ABN like this girl went to me she's like I won't be doing porn if it wasn't for you and then she won I'm like what the fuck that's amazing <laughs> like okay mainstream porn girl who I just met okay yeah that's wicked no I'm like just there's so many like sweet cool weirdos in porn and like mm-hmm. I I've only been able to like build relationships online and going IRL would be cool but yeah like I only really get start getting serious about making content like kind of right before the pandemic um so I'm still very new to all these things so I I try not to be hard on myself (laughs) everyone kind of is though like when you started though I've talked to a few other performers who entire career has just been during the pandemic which like it's just so strange now that there hasn't been really many industry events I think there's been two industry events in the last like two years basically that's and, good honestly yeah I think it's like way it's, better than it's, the it's sad but it's like we don't want the cock girls to die <laughs> yeah I mean it's just really scary to think about yeah the actual I uh, things watch that a lot happen. of like weird anti-MLM content on YouTube just like as like a like whatever <laughs> and um there's this big scandal slash tragedy this year because they have the paparazzi which is the five dollar jewelry convention and 23 people died because what? they had an in-person convention and they like wouldn't do refunds of tickets and like if you were nominated for award you couldn't get it unless you were there in person and like they had a mask policy but like there's pictures of the event and like no one was wearing masks like 23 people died so like shit i'm like yeah no porn events is okay and like even before the pandemic even from an outside everyone would talk about the avn flu and like that was 100 percent a thing so like even at the best of times everyone gets Sick, so. Yeah, I've gotten that a few years. Um, it sucks. It's so weird because like there were so many people who got mystery illnesses during that AVN week. Um, someone in my BDSM collective did. It was their first AVN, and they had to go home after two days because they were so oh. sick. And it's just like, 
truly not knowing what was going to happen. I'm really happy. I didn't really work with anyone. I think I just shot with my partner the last AVN year. Honestly, I, I would get the flu to go to the AVN or like an award thingy and have a hot orgy, but like not like after and like not COVID, but like I get like a cold. I, I just, yeah, a cold's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I've like licked dirty boots before. I'm like, I'm gonna get sick from this, but it's worth the shot. It's okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've had those moments. <laughs> Definitely. You got to do your own little uh, benefit risk analysis for yourself. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I think just that there's been no industry events. I feel like it's just so decentralized everything where now anyone can be making really cool stuff kind of anywhere. And it's not this thing where it's like, oh yeah, everyone meets every year in Vegas. And then you meet the new girls who are in the industry and the people who left the industry are gone. It's just so strange now because there's so many people that left this industry now, but it's not like there's been events to be like, oh, they're actually gone. Yeah, you haven't felt that yet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully some of the shitty ones go away. <laughs> like, was the Inked Angels guy? who's like a bootlicker. Fuck him. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Who was? I like... got in a fight with him on Twitter <laughs> and he blocked me. I feel like there's a lot of that um, that's kind of exposed itself in the last year during the pandemic. People just terrible takes. Yeah. And you're just like, what the hell are you doing? I feel like there was like quite like a reckoning within the industry over the last couple of years as far as like because a lot of these like more mainstream porn people were able to like have their own platform to make content on their own so they were able to like speak out about like um like their experiences with like mm-hmm. predatory men in the industry and stuff without like risking their livelihood so that's really good um and I think necessary apparently because yeah there's there's been a lot of reckonings (laughs) yeah for sure I mean just the amount of like performers of color who spoke out last year I just feel like it's really starting to change hopefully there's also been like multiple people who've like returned AVN awards because of them they're not doing enough it's just a really interesting time I feel like in porn because it is so radical now because you can be because there's not one company that's paying your paycheck anymore like Mm -hmm. you can say anything online now and be and call out any abuser any creep in this industry and it's just kind of fine now yeah and like I never even considered getting into like mainstream porn because like I I'm chubby. I got tattoos. I'm in Canada, like many reasons, but also just like, it's kind of like, like be trying to be like an actor. Like, it's just like so much weird toxicity and so much having to like, uh, appease or like be nice to like shitty dudes who have the power. Yep. But, um, I feel like that's definitely changed. And so now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be on black. Not that I'd want to be like, that's like, I'm still not going yeah. over there, but like there's people who are like mainstream successful, but are also creating their own content on their own platforms that do want to work with me. And I do want to work with. So like, I can see myself being a lot closer to like mainstream porn than I ever thought I would. Yeah. Mainstream porn is so weird right now because like, 
I guess it's just like what you consider mainstream because there's like if you're getting nominated for awards, you're going to all these events and blah, 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 blah. That's kind of mainstream, but at the same time, like LA mainstream porn's its own totally different thing. And like everyone doing yeah. content trade and Vegas is its own different thing. It just feels like there's so many different parts of the industry that before this podcast, I don't think I really understood because like there's just people making porn fucking everywhere like i've interviewed people who are like in kentucky in the middle of australia and like perth and like people are just all over the place and everyone's making different stuff and i think platforms like minivids and clips for sale and stuff now you can be a quote-unquote porn star from anywhere yeah it's the decentralization of porn i think is a great thing same um because I don't know, the people who were in charge of those decisions of what people thought were hot were kind of stupid. Like very like no tattoos, no trans women, like yep. all skinny white girls. Like that, like obviously, like there's hot skinny white girls that make great porn, but like there's so much more that people really want. Like yeah I feel like just the whole alt wave of porn just really changed everything like people like Sasha Gray, Stoya, Caden Cross just like all those people have changed so much and now that Caden Cross is like the best director in porn and winning all like director of the year awards it's just so wild because I feel like when I first got started like 10 years ago you didn't see performer directors winning things or even being nominated or even considered serious I feel like we can now kind of do yeah whatever the fuck we want and women can be in positions of power in this industry and it really just wasn't for so long yeah um definitely I think like there's so much more that's just like become not weird or like not even like a fringe underground thing but just like a huge genre and porn with all these things I like that and like bisexual porn like becoming bigger I'm like yes hot love it like yeah I feel like it's going in such a great place right now and like I'm so hopeful about it because I just know it's gonna get better because these studios are just gonna keep losing more and more power yes (laughs) yeah I'm just so about (laughs) the performers controlling everything and just yeah I when I first got in this industry Every AVN, everyone would just be on like the um, floor of the convention trying to hustle to get jobs. Now, I mean, I guess two years ago, the last time I went when it still happened, barely anyone was on the floor because everyone was shooting at some hotel. Like yeah, everyone's just shooting content trade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's shooting orgies. So like people are... an all girl orgy. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Then you like talk to someone. They're like, oh yeah, I did like seven shoots today. <laughs> and it's just like. Yeah. How are you alive? How are you surviving all of this? But yeah, it just gives me so much hope about when the industry does actually fully come back because right now it's just such a honestly strange time. I've only been on two sets in the last two years. So it's just such a weird thing. Yeah, it is weird. And I'm, I, I'm hoping that like once that shit starts happening that um, I'll, 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 they'll let me in the club and I can play with the cool kids. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I really hope to see you at an EVN or Xbiz or whatever things on the East Coast. I think Exotica or something like. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, a great Canadian movie with the weirdest strip 
teas ever. Have you seen that? Movie? Oh, what Exotica? is it? No. Exotica. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, who's in it? Uh, fuck that like hot girl. Who's a bad actress, but she's good in this. Who's in the black Dahlia and the L word. Oh, Mia Kirshner long black hair she's really pretty uh and it takes place in like this very weird strip club uh where there's like little peepholes and like stuff and it's uh run by an extremely pregnant Isabella Rossellini <laughs> um and it has like the very iconic very not accurate but in a, like a very David Lynch kind of way strip tease where the Mia Krishna comes out and she uh does a striptease to fuck what's his name fuck the, the canadian old man hallelujah oh i was gonna say stomp and tom but that's not it no uh fuck leonard um, cohen yeah but yeah yeah and but she's wearing a schoolgirl outfit but like there's a huge difference between like stripper schoolgirl outfits and like what girls wear to school and she's wearing like a, what girls wear to school like like a button down long that's way better tie and like a long skirt mm-hmm. and she, it's a lot of like dramatic like like head movements and stuff and like not a lot of t- it's just so weird i love it um yeah a canadian yeah. movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like there's not that very many um canadian movies that i can point to and be like oh yeah well as a Canadian I I know a lot of them because there's like a Canadian characteristic to like whenever there's a Canadian actor or movie pop up you have to be like did you know they're Canadian (laughs) Canadian? um there's actually a lot of really good Canadian movies though like obviously Cronenberg is like king um but like Ginger Snaps is Canadian (laughs) you you Um, have Degrassi that's very Canadian. Uh, Splice. That was a good horror movie. Wait, you didn't you didn't grow up watching Degrassi? I was close no. enough to Canada that everyone did. Everyone was, I was like, way oh, yeah. too pretentious for that as a teenager. Oh really? Like, that I've chilled out skins? now. Like, yeah, I definitely watch skins. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like as a teenager, like you know, like I was obsessed with like Anais Nin and like Edie Sedgwick and like yeah. I was really annoying. Um, <laughs> now, now I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm more like now I've matured and I'm like, I like things that I like and I don't have to like, uh, what's that word? Um, curate what I like to make myself feel cool. Cause I know I'm cool. So I can listen to Nelly Furtado and still know that I'm cool. Like, Is she also Canadian? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I thought she was but good job <laughs> yeah oh what's the award they win um in Canada the it's like the Canadian Juno. music yeah the Juno award that's what My it is I'm like wait oh really yeah he's in a death metal band called art not death metal I don't know he's in a metal band called Arch Spire okay um, and it's not really my kind of metal, but like he's doing good. I'm proud of him. Honestly, for so long, I couldn't get into metal because like I grew up with my uncles being in death metal bands. Oh. And I thought of it as like the funny thing my uncles did. Like I'm like six. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, haha, silly uncles. <laughs> and so it took me a long time to be able to like see it as anything but that. <laughs> 
I, I could see I, that. I yeah. It now, but and he, he taught fucking Jason Momoa how to do the like death growl, and he doesn't answer my Facebook messages to teach me. So Oliver, <laughs> Oliver Ray, lead singer of Arch Spire, my uncle, teach me how to do death growl. You fucking shithead. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, I don't know that many Canadian metal bands. The only one I know is Three Inches of Blood, I think, off the top of my head. I don't I don't know any except my uncle's band. <laughs> I liked it better when all my uncles were in a band together and they were called the Enchanted Fairies. <laughs> I have a really good documentary that's slightly depressing about a Canadian metal band. Ooh. It's, um, what is it called? Oh, it's called Anvil. The story okay. of Anvil. It's about this Canadian metal band. They're from Ontario very stereotypical like Canadian dads but they used to be this metal band that like toured all around the world but just never got famous so like everyone's in it like there's members of like Guns N' Roses being like oh yeah they're great and like members of Black Sabbath be like yeah they were the real band and stuff and now they tour in front of like 40 people and they like went on tour with them in Europe and it's just the craziest thing a lot of it really kind of crosses over with being a touring sex worker where it's just like ridiculous situations like they have a show I think it was like maybe in like Portugal or something and they didn't get paid but there's like oh yeah you can have goulash as much goulash as you want (laughs) but they all have like day jobs back in Ontario so they just like fly back and like that sounds very Canadian yeah very wholesome they're all in like their 60s I feel like it kind of sucks being like actually famous but like I've just I just want like a cult following that gives me enough money to sustain myself <laughs> yeah I think that's a realistic thing it's I'm happy that people don't know who I am when I walk down the street usually like that's a good level like if I'm at a specific event people will know who I am mm-hmm. or if I'm at like a gay bar the chances are like 50 50 yeah. but it's like I, I like the, the, the people whose opinions I value and care about know who I am, but I don't need like random people to know who I am. Yeah, it's wild when you meet people who like really look up to you, like when people cry when they meet you. That's a weird experience to go through and just be like, Although, yeah, it's okay, weird. There's all these like memes and stuff about like being a bimbo micro celebrity. And it really do be like that sometimes. Cause like I, I'm not even remotely famous in any yeah. way, shape, or form. But occasionally people treat me like I am, which is so weird. And like, not even from porn. This is just like from being like an Instagram, Tumblr, internet persona person. Yeah. Like I've had people just like stop me in the street and be like, oh my God, are you Gabber slut? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, or like, yeah, like you meet mutual friends and they're like, oh my God, yes, I followed you forever. And you're like, oh. yeah it's a weird thing I think that's you'll probably run into that in the future at industry events especially that you I'm assuming you're gonna keep making stuff because it feels like it's just kind of your vibe that you're gonna be making this for a very long time whether people care or not also like I I call myself this like half jokingly but it's like kind of how I'd like to be is like a transgressive filmmaker I could see that. Um, because like even before I was in the like sex work at all, like I've always been into transgressive cinema or you know, like watching things like Sallow or like mm-hmm. um I found it really interesting to find films that had 
um, not simulated sex scenes in them. Not just because I want to see penis, but just like sex is interesting and complicated. And it's really annoying in movies when it's like, and then they had sex. And, and then it's the after. Development. And yeah. then it's like, because like so much happens within having sex that can actually be interesting and like part of character development and plot and like whatever. That's why like it, it is simulated sex in this movie, but ma mère is really interesting because like really weird stuff happens during the sex scenes. It's not just now those characters are people who have sex. I think they should, I just like when shows show it, even if it's simulated and not a real thing, I think a sex scene should even, even just be two, three minutes and just have the actual actors naked and like you just getting the feeling of that. Like, I just feel like yeah. it's so important in regular movies. I'm gonna have myself Not as a total- Not just hand to the bra on the floor. <laughs> I'm gonna have myself as a total basic bitch right here. But oh, the show girls, like all their, they show all their sex scenes. They do. And it's like, I understand I'm a basic bitch. I'm fine with that. And I sounded myself as that, as that right now. But like, at least in that, you get a real sex scene in it, even if it's two minutes. Like, yeah. I just feel like there should be something. I just hate movies that are like, okay, there's a sex scene and we're just going to cut away. Like, it just yeah. doesn't feel realistic to the narrative and just kind of disrupts it because people get afraid of sex. Totally. Um, yeah, and I like, I don't know, like uh, a movie I really like uh, is called Plemia or the tribe mm -hmm. and it's is it Russian or Serbian? I think it's Serbian. Um, and it's a movie about like a boys school for the deaf. And there's no talking in the movie. There's no subtitles in the movie. Everyone communicates with like uh, sign language but you're not meant to know like what the specific signs are but like the way people wow. talk to each other with their hands like you know what's going on throughout the whole movie um is it a short have, film or is it like a full two hours long? it's a full-length film and it's wow. brutal these boys are bad boys like they'll like stab people and then like <laughs> there's like uh like teenage prostitutes who are like going around to truck stops um and like there's like a, like a brutal like backdoor abortion scene and like but like they have these really like rough like not like rough like they're beating each other up but just like very gritty like sex mm -hmm. scenes between these characters and I definitely jerked off to that that's so cool like I kind of had a feeling about you like this but I feel like you're drawing from such like interesting art movements not only in film, but like in music and like just aesthetically, like that you're bringing all that to porn. It's just such a cool thing. Yeah, what I lack in like technical abilities, skills or like whatever, I, I have a wealth of like internal references. Like I have consumed so much media. Like when I was a kid, I was a huge bookworm. Like I was like read a book a day type kid. Wow. Um, and like when I don't have internet, I have to have a book a day or I feel insane. Um, and like watching like movies and like all these things. And like, I, I see the world and like, I like connect it all to like these weird references in my head. And I get so much pleasure from that. And even if no one else notices that I'm doing something, it's like, I, I see it and I appreciate it. Like one 
uh, clip I, or scene I really like. Um, it was a commission kind of, or a custom, whatever you call it. Someone gave me some money on OnlyFans and they wanted me to do a mind break scene, um, which is like, oh, I'm such a bimbo. I don't have a brain. My brain is broken. <laughs> um, but I, I, I got like a green screen and this like weird Sheehan, like it was supposed to be like an Alice in Wonderland costume but it's just like a weird blue bikini and I had a blue wig um and I was in like a flower field and I had like little eat me bite me like little cakes and then there was like a dick that was like suck me but I did all the soundtrack is from a movie called sweet movie which is a very don't cancel me it's like a very transgressive film but it's super interesting it's from, I think it's called like Czech, Czech Black Wave or Dark Wave, mm. the like cinema movement. And it's very weird. And the director, um, he like, I think he like majority lives in the States, but he is from like former USSR countries. And like, there's all this like juxtaposition between like American capitalist iconography and then like Soviet aesthetics. Mm -hmm. um, and in the soundtrack, they have a lot of like, like Italian communist, like propaganda music type thing. Um, and I used that in my, <laughs> in my porn, it's like, uh, weird Italian and I'll, like when I looked it up at first it said it was like Italian anarchist and there's a huge like Italian anarchist like history mm -hmm. and then later yeah, I looked definitely. it up and they're like it's Italian communist I'm like oh that could be a little fashy but like yeah a little I, bit <laughs> but it, it works it's it's weird it's so weird and like it's like like a girl singing and then it turns into like like a not marching band but like men choir army music but I'm wow. like in a weird Alice in Wonderland in a field <laughs> like but it works together so that's so well. cool it's though so that you're satisfying. like drawing from all these influences have you um like ever screened any of your work in Europe no I've I, I've never you should definitely to submit to some festivals in Europe like I feel like a lot of your references would really um connect with just like well a lot of like the Berlin Porn Film Festival does, I would like, love to do that. You should send me some. some oh, I definitely will. Things. Yeah, all their stuff I is just like know. weird art porn. So I feel like your stuff would totally fit in. Yeah, I've really not put myself out there very much, or like tried to be appreciated outside of like I, I made this weird thing on my OnlyFans. Do you like it? <laughs> like, but. I, I, I have like I show people my work when I like meet them in person and a lot of people like when you show people your work there's like the people who just literally can only see the boobies and the hot yeah. and like yep. nothing else is there because they're just like you're showing me a video of your pussy <laughs> but some people are like wow like you put a lot of work into that and like I like your aesthetic is really cool and like like people do get stoked on the like not just my like amazing perfect pussy um and it feels really good I like that I like being appreciated as like an artist who is also hot 
<laughs> so I have two more questions for you. This has been such yes. a great interview. I feel like you've more than delivered on like the whole artistic thing that I was like, oh, I'm really interested to see where all your influences are like more than delivered on that. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I could talk about this nerdy stuff all day. Yeah, such, <laughs> such a cool, yeah, truly you're such a cool artist and truly going from so many experimental like art movements and like film and really bringing that all in and just so awesome. You so, should totally watch Sweet Movie. It's so weird. I definitely will. There's a gold I, painted penis. Although there's a scene I always <laughs> skip through because they go to like this real commune in Amsterdam that does this weird like regression therapy thing where everyone acts like babies and they're all like oh, yeah, and like right. pissing on each other. It's very sallow. I mean, and I actually don't yeah. like that scene, but the rest of the movie is just like really good. Yeah, that's like yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Tiny. Yeah, that seems a hundred percent like something that would happen in Amsterdam. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and it was the sounds seven about right for too. Dutch people. Yeah. Um. So, um, what do you still want to accomplish in your career? You've been in porn for like about two years now because you started roughly around the same time as the pandemic started. Like, what would you really like to accomplish? Like, do you have any goals? Yeah. Um. I, I really like, I do want to work with other people in the industry. Um, and I want to like go places like <laughs> to do stuff <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I, I, I really want to like be making content consistently enough that I can make a living income from mm. it. Cause like, if it was like a hot minute when I was, but it was also when I was like collecting serve. And so it's like, when you have your basic needs met, it's way easier to like be creative and an artist. For and, sure. like, but, and since I've just been so struggling, I've just been like, like depression napping my life away. Um, but like, I want to go to Mexico this year. I want to go to Las Vegas and hang out with Charlotte and she can shoot teach me how to shoot guns she said she'd do that <laughs> <laughs> um and like what you were saying about like submitting stuff to like festivals and stuff like just kind of trying to like put myself out there more and have more like confidence because like I I know I do cool stuff and like when I actually do stuff like I I like it I think it's cool and I think it like people would fuck with it. And so like, I do want to get myself out there more and have more confidence and like have, did you know she's a porn star, not just as a joke in my bio. <laughs> I think you're definitely there. I think if porn stars fucked with you and we're like, wow, you're making some cool stuff. I think you're definitely on the right track. Well, I, I put that there because I have a couple random pictures of me that have gone like viral on like Pinterest and like mm. edgelord little like aesthetic Instagram stuff. So like uh, occasionally someone will tag me and no one will know who I am. People keep thinking I'm a girl from Euphoria even though I don't look anything like her. Anyways, uh, but I saw there was like comment threads of people talking about me and someone was like, did you know that she's a porn star? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> So I made that my Instagram bio. Did you know? So someone said you're a porn star. So you are. Yeah. I think that's how it happens. 
Yeah, I can totally see like some like 15 year old boy in like Minnesota right now who like is super into Cradle of Filth, like discovering your porn and being like, oh my God. I love don't, this. No minors interact with me on the internet. You can look me up on Pornhub. Oh, no. That, I don't but... think they would ever contact you or look you up. I think they would yeah. just come across it on some black metal fan site and be like, oh my God. I need to post more on Reddit. I only like post like on like cute animal videos and like YouTuber <laughs> gossip. I haven't used it at all for work, but like, I know that's like where a lot of weirders go. And I know I'm, I'm kind of like, I can be a weird meme. So like, give me money. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one more question for you. Yes. This is like the only like kind of clickbaity one I ever ask. Okay. So if you could magically change one thing in porn tomorrow that we all wake up and it's just drastically change, what would it be? I guess just like people like show their appreciation financially towards independent porn stars like yeah I feel like the concept of paying for your porn is fringe and that's stupid (laughs) for real yeah, I feel like the whole narrative of people being like, well, I have a porn addiction because porn's everywhere for free. It's like, no, you're just stealing it from us. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just like people valuing the work we do and not just seeing it as like like an easy cash grab. Mm-hmm. Like make money lying on your back. Like just jerk off on camera. Is that even like a real job? It's like bruh I have like a 20 minute video where no like there's no more than two seconds before there's a cut you know what I mean like Mm. I like spend hours editing these things I make like soundtracks and like blah 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 like each like 15 minute clip of mine has like like 50 hours of work in it like yeah I um, think particularly your porn is just so high concept for like someone who's doing it completely indie and on your own like you're putting in the real work it's it's a good thing and a bad thing because like if I could just like put out more work consistently I know I would be doing better and I could do that probably easier if I didn't intellectualize it so much because like people like people like you appreciate it and like I do have people who appreciate it um but like I said I'm like not making a living wage I put so Mm. much work into everything and it's like you know like I'll get really excited I'll put this thing out there and I'll get like three likes on Twitter and like a three dollar tip and I'm like yeah that's such a struggle because yeah I've definitely had the same thing where I put so much work into something for over a year and you release it and it takes like three weeks to sell one copy and you're just like what the fuck am I doing especially like being a hooker you're you're so much of the satisfaction comes from that like payoff you know it's like Mm -hmm. like I did the work and now I have rent whereas like porn is like nickel and diming it's like so much more work for so much less money Mm -hmm. um so it's it's a struggle. I really like 
want to get my shit together, not be a depressed asshole and like <laughs> be able to make that like a thing. Cause like, I, I like, I want to move to like fucking England. Cause I got like a little boy there who want me to stay in his house. So I can do little Aww. trips around Europe and like have a little home base. But like, there's I love that so for you. much. That would be so, I could see you thriving like that. There's like, there's just so much that I could do if I had like an income from my online content that was like enough for me to live off of. And Mm -hmm. then I can like travel and like do things. And like right now I feel so trapped. Yeah, (sighs) I feel like that's probably a fairly normal feeling during all of this shit right now because I feel like so many sex workers are in that position where it's just like even if you do have a sustainable income it's not like you can do anything it's not like it's like oh you can't make plans to do anything go anywhere make future plans to shoot really like yeah it's just and it's it's so frustrating because it's like it's not even like I'm being limited by those things yet but like like I have so many projects like I have my, I have like a communist slutty little communist outfit someone sent me <laughs> I I have like a half made like fucking dollarama tights that I'm I'm sharpieing to make into like a Geiger bodysuit oh my god and that's like, so cool though it looks really good but you can't really tell um and like I want to do uh yeah like begotten um, like a porn version of Begotten, which is twisted. And I, I want Charlotte's <laughs> help with it. She'd be so good. Um, and like, oh yeah, I wanted to do like a porn version of um, the girl in the radiator uh, from Racerhead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The like in heaven, everything is fine with the giant sperms falling when she stamps <laughs> on them. Your like references are just so cool. I'm so excited to see what you make in the next however many years you want to keep making porn. Like, yeah, I just gotta actually do it though. Like, I have all these ideas, but I don't do them. <laughs> I mean, eventually it's gonna be done as long as I'm a Virgo. So I'm like, as long as I have it written down, it's eventually gonna get made. It might be in five years, it might be in six years, it's eventually yeah. gonna get made. Like, yeah. I, I know we're, we need to finish up, but that's like another thing that really frustrates me about like being a like porn content creator or just like online content mm-hmm. creator. Like when you're an artist, it's hard to do things like three of them a week, every week. And like, mm-hmm. like, especially me, like I'm coming at it from like a very weird artistic perspective. And like, like I've written or written, I've read quotes from like very famous writers who are like, yeah, I spent an entire month on a page. And it's like, oh, what I wouldn't give for the freedom to just like work at my own pace. Um, and that's just not there. I need like a yeah. grant or something. Like someone give me a budget. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be very nice. I feel the same. I can't imagine just like being like, oh yeah, I can just take a month off of work. I'm like always on the cam hustle always doing that shit you know it never ends yeah and then porn's the fun creative part where I'm like oh I can do all this weird stuff and make all these weird references I'm so like the opposite of like rise and grind hustle (laughs) mentality I'm like very much into the anti-work philosophy like (laughs) 
Yeah, I've but, been yeah. I've been like on it more in the last year just because I'm like I had like six months during the pandemic where I couldn't finish anything. Where now I'm like, I need to do a hyper schedule. I need to wake up at certain yeah. times. Yeah, it's a little bit. I feel boring, like I'm kind but... of in there now, and it's become like like an impossible task thing, you know. And it's like you do, you when you're trying to do the same thing every day, but somehow you never do it. Mm. And like what? Yeah, my my therapist made me um, give a name to my avoidance coping strategy slash whatever my avoidance thing. Uh, so I named her Cat Marnell. <laughs> um so now I can be friends with her and be affectionate towards her and not just like hate myself for it but just be like you know that's my little cat Marnell she's kind of fucking my shit up you know everybody loves her <laughs> well I'm so glad we got to talk today is there anything um where people can find you what are your links um yeah like follow me on twitter that's like I'm always on twitter uh Tommy obsession uh instagram same name uh all, sub to my only fans fuckers like <laughs> <laughs> only five dollars and i'm creating cinema <laughs> like, yeah i mean now you know how deep the well of influence is so you really need to pay now like exactly people need to start sending you some real money and just imagine so how high the concepts are gonna be, be smarter <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on this pod. I had so much fun with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'd love to like chat more. Send me those Berlin. Yeah, of course. All right. Bye, everyone.